And welcome back to Mining Stock Daily and a Monday morning intro market update uh, based out of here in Denver. I am joined by my friend Chris Marcus of Arcadia Economics. You can find Arcadia Economics at ArcadiaEconomics.com, where they have plenty of online conversations, videos, and discussions, for the most part, particularly about silver. I will mention Chris is the author of a new book that can be found online called The Big Silver Short, where they, it's a very timely topic now, Chris, because that's what I want to invite you on to Mining Stock Daily for, because I do want to talk everything silver for the next 10 to 15 minutes. Going over the numbers right now, we're seeing silver futures around $14.20. Uh, spot price that I'm seeing is just a hair above the $14 mark. But we saw silver just get really destroyed overnight. It was down about 4 or 5% um, uh, before, well, I guess in the futures trading. So, Chris, let me, uh, let's start off by what your observation is here with why the continued underperformance of silver in the precious metal markets. Well, I mean, I guess it hasn't underperformed the other precious metals. They've all been hammered pretty good. I suppose gold hanging in there. But like you and I have talked about before and like a lot of people in the markets are becoming aware of silver price set on the COMEX where things are traded in paper. So you actually have a very interesting dynamic in that in the physical silver market, bullion dealers around the globe have reported a surge in demand. Some have run out of metal. A lot of the mints and refineries are getting shut down. Um, So the actual what people are actually buying and selling, they've been buying a lot of metal to the point where some folks are wondering if we're near the break point in some of these paper exchanges. Uh, I heard speculation even of whether exchanges might be closed this week. So far, that has not been the case, and we'll see how that goes. But um, you're again seeing a divergence where the banks are selling the paper contracts, which is pushing the price down. Yet you've actually seen the physical market decouple from the paper market to a degree because while the paper price is down, if people actually want to buy physical silver, I mean, gold right now, you're looking at 1800 plus, um, even with the price of silver on the COMEX at $14, I would guess it's probably today, uh, I haven't checked yet today, but dealers probably, it's going to be 18 to $20 to buy an ounce of silver. So if you actually do have physical, your price has actually held up pretty well over the last couple of weeks while we've seen the COMEX price get destroyed. Now, is this an ideal way to run a financial market? I would say not. And I would say this is highly uh, in violation of the law, of the trading law, of financial laws. Yet um, it's what's going on, uh, but I don't. I, I I think very similar to how in 2008 you saw gold drop from 1,000 to 700, silver drop from 21 to nine, and people got scared out. Yet then you saw the rally that happened after that. I think it's going to be a similar dynamic, um, with the possibility that we could be headed towards the end of this COMEX and LBMA pricing system, which uh, we can get into a bit more if you'd like, Trevor. 
Yeah. Well, I just wanted to go over a little bit of where we're at in the actual physical market, knowing that bullion dealer, <clears throat> bullion dealers are are basically out of stock. So I just did a quick search on eBay here, mm-hmm. Chris, uh, and I'm finding a 2020 American Silver Eagle uh, coin in a U.S. Mint box. You know, so if you're going for the nice fancy box, if you buy one, the asking price is thirty-five dollars. And the spot price is just above $14. So we're talking massive premiums here. And we've been seeing these premiums increase for the last two weeks. I mean, is there any end in sight to where the actual spot price will actually meet the premium? And what does that mean for this gold to silver ratio? Are we just kind of making things up as we go based on the paper market? Or is that is that gold to silver ratio a lot lower than what a lot of people are uh, communicating right now? Well, you could do a gold to silver ratio in terms of what it costs to actually get an ounce of silver and what it costs to actually get an ounce of gold. Um, Now, while things may be changing quickly, at least as of Monday morning, $35 sounds a bit high. Keep in mind, uh, you know, there's going to be a whole range of prices on eBay or even with the dealers. but if it's, let's say it's 20 or $25, let's say 20 would be my guess of if you find a dealer that has uh, Eagles, maybe the Eagles would be higher. But if you took those prices, still you're going to get a high gold to silver ratio, which is another one of those data points that with what's happening in the world really doesn't make much sense. I mean, what I'm guessing most people don't know is that in investment grade form, there is actually less above ground silver than gold at this point. Now forget, yes, they're in the, in the Earth's crust, the ratio is still higher for silver, but in terms of what's actually left in tradable form, so much silver has been consumed and the price has been so distorted, you don't have people buying 125, you don't have people buying at, at, at you know, one ounce of gold and one ounce of silver at these ratios. I mean, it, or actually you do have, you have people putting an equal amount of money in many cases. So if it's like a thousand dollars, maybe $500 worth of gold, 500 worth of silver, money is going in at around a one to one ratio is what I was trying to say. Sorry if I didn't explain that so eloquently, but when they're, when the price is at 125 to one and money is going in like this, you know, that's a pretty darn good way to quickly get to a resolution in these paper prices that make no sense. And I would say that we're looking at one of two scenarios, uh, a little early to tell which would be the one, but you have A, all right, there was a surge in demand, maybe more than the mint expected, so they have to go find another chunk of silver, put it in their process, and with refineries shut down, it's taken them a while to get Silver Eagles back in a supply to fill dealer demand. So you could have it just that the logistics are disrupted because of the virus, which is happening. Although the alternate scenario B would be that the next chunk of silver and gold isn't out there, which is certainly becoming more and more plausible because where the silver came to fill this surge in demand, where the gold came to fill that surge in demand, remains a pretty big mystery. And when you see 
When you see the LBMA issuing liquidity warnings, that reminded me of when one of those governments comes out, you know, with the, the warning or the message to the public, don't panic, everything's fine. And then they default on their bonds or devalue their currency the next day. Um, so I know you had a couple questions in there. Hopefully I answered a few of them, but put that in perspective there a little bit. Well, Chris, one of the things I really wanted to ask you, and and I wanted you to make the case for silver because, you know, even specifically in the last probably about month, uh, looking at the technical the technicals of the silver chart, and I think that goes to sh- show why more people than 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 any are maybe deciding to stay away from silver and silver stocks right now, silver miners. Uh, you could make the case looking at a. a a long chart on the weekly chart that silver literally has been trading within a range between $20 and $14 in last week and the week before finally broke below that range. And so it's not a bullish chart when it comes to silver. So I guess I wanted to give you the, uh, some time to make the case for silver here and uh, in, in why you think it could potentially outperform in the long run, uh, despite people kind of giving it the cold shoulder right now. Sure. Um, first, in terms of charting or technicals, uh, there are people far more qualified to speak to that than I. Although, perhaps in a sense, maybe the charting and the technicals of the silver market is what gets people into trouble because the banks know that these hedge funds are reading the charts. And in that interview I did last year with Mark Chilton, who presided over the CFTC's investigation into silver manipulation, even confirmed as much and that a lot of these people who are reading the charts trying to predict based on those patterns are getting gained because when you have a market where at any point in time some entity has the ability to sell unlimited paper contracts that they can never deliver on you know there's outside forces in the market that are distorting that So with that said, why the heck would anybody ever be crazy enough to want to invest in silver? Well, nothing else. I mean, the fact that the price is down, now you're buying something, the same ounce of silver is cheaper than it was a week or two ago. And I might add, this is in the face of not quantitative easing by the Fed, but so much quantitative easing, they can't even put a number on it. Now, personally, I feel something broke in the financial system, whether it was a bank that failed. But the Friday between their one and a half trillion announcement and their first round of QE, this was about two weeks ago, because they're throwing in about a trillion by the day, watching the market get destroyed in the face of that, and then just coming back hoping, well, maybe we'll try two trillion on Wednesday until we got to the point where it's now unlimited And to put that in perspective, the reports are that last week, the Federal Reserve printed $625 billion, which is more than the entire QE package, QE2, which was $500 billion in 2011 over seven months. Now the Fed is doing that in a week. And I'm pretty sure that we have, that's only a drop in the bucket of what's actually being printed. Meanwhile, in silver, while the price in COMEX land is down, 
this there's been as we mentioned a surge in demand if you actually want to buy physical silver it's probably probably closer to 20 if not over that and also keep in mind that when the price goes down and trevor obviously you're well qualified could even add to this when the price goes down do miners open up new projects that cost them 20 or 25 bucks an ounce to get it out of the ground of course not <laughs> right and in fact uh Keith Newmeyer did an interview with Kitco uh, last week where he mentioned that 25% of the silver supply has gone offline in some countries, even government mandated, forcing them to shut down. So you have a market where <clears throat> there's a surge in physical demand. Supply is going offline. The Fed is... I, I'm to the point where I'm wondering how much longer this goes on. I mean, this is just, it's gotten into silly, ter silly territory by now. And one last data point I'd leave with that is that people say, well, the price of silver went down because institutional investors are selling their SLV or ETF shares, uh, which would make sense, except that the data does not support that. In fact, you've seen about... 40 million ounces go into the uh, silver ETFs in the last two weeks alone. Put that in perspective, 60 million ounces went into the silver ETFs in late 2010 before silver went to $49. So to me, and what the book really gets at, is you have a situation set up here where there's an incredible amount of leverage. The estimates I've come back with are that in terms of for each physical ounce of silver, you have 500 people think they own that via a paper claim. So basically you have a situation where it's going to sit there and as long as the banks can control the COMEX price, I'm sure that's exactly what they'll do. But goodness, if there's ever been the conditions for the short squeeze of a lifetime put into place, and then you have a hyperinflation campaign out of the global central banks just to make sure that if it needed any help, it got it. Um, that's where you are. And I understand there's a lot of people who've been watching this for years and are tired of waiting and are frustrated. And I certainly get that. Um, again, what I would reiterate is just thinking back to that movie, The Big Short, where you got to make your bet before it happens because if silver jumps, which seems to me inevitable at this point, if there's a failure to deliver on the COMEX, that could certainly have it jump quite quickly. Um, but again, you know, you, if you just buy your silver, leave it there, or shares of mining stocks that have a good balance sheet, then it really doesn't matter because these dynamics – until someone can explain how the Fed is ever going to raise interest rates, unwind the balance sheet, or how the bullion banks are going to do uh, 500 plus to one leverage. Yeah, I get it. People want it to happen now and, you know, are wondering why it's so bizarre. But to me, it's as straightforward as the mortgage market was where there was an imbalance. There was a really big imbalance and the signs were there for the people who wanted to look and were able to have the patience to stay with it. Uh, I think that's the exact same scenario we face now and um, not the easiest times, but fortunately if you have the right mindset can be an incredible source of opportunity. 
Uh, Chris, thank you so much. I, I want to give you just a few seconds here to tell people where they can find the copy of your book online. <coughs> Excuse me. You can find the book, The Big Silver Short, at ArcadiaEconomics.com. That's A-R-C-A-D-I-A Economics.com. Big tab right in the middle for The Big Silver Short. We released the audio version on Friday for people who like to listen. Uh, print version coming out in about two to three weeks. And again, if you're trying to understand what's happening in silver, why you see such bizarre counterintuitive behavior, that was really what the book was about and studying all these past examples and how that's going to have to unfold. And we really rushed the audio version to get it out quickly because it's happening now. And uh, I believe the book provides a roadmap to people who want to be prepared for what's coming, understand what's coming, use that to their advantage. And you can find that at ArcadiaEconomics.com. All right. Thank you. So thank you so much, Chris. Really appreciate your time and I look forward to having you back on the show once again here in the next few weeks and see how this is all playing. Thank out. you, Trevor. It's uh, really been a pleasure getting to know you these past couple of years. I uh, appreciate everything you do. It was nice having you on my show as well. And uh, thank you for having me here today. And if there's anything I can do to help reach out anytime. Oh, thank you so much, Chris. Have a great day. Thanks.